0: We hope you are continuing to use your employment rights to challenge unfair treatment that you may be facing at work. As always, we want to start by saying that if you are in a difficult position at work, please don't suffer in silence. We have support links at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast episode where you can reach out to get support. We would also like to ask you to share and subscribe to our podcast and our content. And also to ask you to take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule to leave us a review on iTunes so others can get to know about our podcast. We would really appreciate this. All the links you need to be able to support us are in the show notes that go with this episode. Just click the relevant link and you're away. This week, we continue our focus on all things dismissal by looking at the sometimes controversial subject of redundancy when used as a form of dismissal. Again, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you'll know that we covered the unfair use of redundancy from a pregnancy-related redundancy position and a forced redundancy without consultation position in episodes 54 and 55 of the podcast. So if you need a reminder about either of these two areas, you can re-listen to these episodes. In this episode, we're looking at redundancy as a way that employers use to force you out of the company and research shows that when you're bullied at work, there are a number of ways in which your managers or your employers can force you out of the company just because they can, because they have the power to do this and because they believe there is nothing you can do about it. And using redundancy to push you out of the business is considered a potentially fair reason, which is why it is used. Redundancy is a form of dismissal from your job, which when used in the right way, should only happen for reasons to do with problems in the business, which are out of your employer's control. The kind of reasons that could cause your employer to make you redundant include number one, the need to cut business costs by cutting staffing costs. For example, this is usually the most common reason for redundancies because staff costs are usually one of the highest costs of any business and making staff redundant can be one of the quickest ways to cut costs. Secondly, Reorganisation of the business, meaning that your job no longer exists. Reorganisations can happen when businesses merge or when businesses change the way they work, meaning that the new business may not need two people or two groups of people doing the same job. Thirdly, automation or certain business functions like, for example... The introduction of a new computer system or machinery to take over the work of several people is also another reason why employers might use redundancy to reduce their workforce, because the employer is likely to need less people to do the same amount of work. And lastly, the moving of a business from one site to another or the complete closure of a business can also lead to redundancies. So, these are the commonly understood reasons why businesses would use redundancy to reduce their workforce. But what is often overlooked is a fifth reason which is that of employers using real or fake redundancies to get rid of people they do not like or want in the business, which, if this happens to you, is totally against the law and the use of redundancy principles. That's because in any redundancy situation, it should be the role or the job that is disappearing meaning that it's wrong to use redundancy to target a particular person, meaning that redundancy should not be personalised or used by employers to settle scores with employees. As a way of preventing this from happening, employers who need to make staff redundant have to follow a statutory, meaning legal process, to make sure redundancies are completed in a fair way. And the point to note here is that if you are dismissed for reasons of redundancy, redundancy is considered to be a potentially fair reason for an employer to dismiss you. But using redundancy to get rid of you because you've complained about something like bullying is not a fair use of the redundancy processes. If you find yourself on the end of a redundancy process, Even if you feel you are being bullied or targeted for redundancy, there are some key things you need to be aware of to protect your employment rights. Firstly, your employer must consult with you, not may, must consult with you about the redundancy situation. If you are the only person being made redundant, or your employer is making less than 20 employees redundant in the same workplace, your employer must talk to you about the redundancy and everything to do with how you will be affected by that redundancy. Consultations can be done individually if there is more than one person. But if you're in a group of more than 20 employees, consultations have to be done on a collective basis and have to follow a different set of legal statutory guidelines. If your employer is consulting with you as an individual, however, it must be done in a way that you are able to understand what is happening. The second thing you need to know is that if your employer is selecting you for redundancy, your employer must be able to tell you why you have been selected and not someone else. This is easier to justify if you are the only person working for the business. However, if there are a number of employees working for the business, your employer must be able to tell you why you have been affected by redundancy and not your colleagues. This is where you ask questions about your situation at work with being bullied and what, if anything, your situation has to do with you being selected for redundancy, especially if the person doing the selecting is one of or part of a group of people who are bullying you. Because if that happens, you are going to feel that your selection is unfair. And so you need to put your questions about the situation on record so that if you decide to take action, like for example, taking your employer to an employment tribunal for unfair dismissal or breach of contract, then at least you have evidence that you asked these questions. So it's important to note that when you ask these questions, write those answers down and check how those answers have been recorded in the notes of any meeting. Because as we've just said, you may want to return to these answers if you decide to appeal the redundancy or complain about the bullying as a factor in your selection for redundancy or indeed to take your case to a tribunal. Thirdly, If you're going to be made redundant, you will be entitled to notice pay and your employer must pay this to you. If your employer is using statutory legal guidelines to work out your notice pay, you will be entitled to one week's notice pay once you have completed between one month and two years in your job. After this, you'll be entitled to a week's notice pay for every year you have worked for your employer up to a maximum of 12 years. The fourth point to note is that if you are entitled to redundancy pay, then there is a set statutory process for that redundancy payment. And all of that is explained in episode 54 of the podcast. But in general, you get a half a week's pay for every year of service that you have completed where you were 22 years and younger. You then get one week's pay for every year of service you have completed between the ages of 22 and 40. And you then get one and a half weeks pay for every year of service over the age of 41. And all of that is worked out up to a maximum of 20 years service. And a statutory week's pay is capped at £544 per week. So if you earn more than that per week, you will only get £544. And if you earn less than that, then you will get your full week's pay up to a maximum of 20 weeks. Now, remember, whether or not you agree with the reasons for your redundancy dismissal and whether or not you agree with your employer that your dismissal has been procedurally fair and that you've been dismissed for a potentially fair reason, if you're dismissed from your job for reasons of redundancy, you will need to ensure you receive all your contractual payments. That's the first thing that you need to do. If you don't receive those contractual payments, that becomes another matter that you may wish to complain about if you believe your selection for redundancy is unfair. And if you believe you have been unfairly selected or unfairly targeted to make you a target for redundancy, then the first step is to appeal that decision to make you redundant. And you can find links to a draft appeal letter in the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. And that's it for this week. All our support links are at the bottom of the show notes if you need to get in touch. Until next week, have a great employment rights week. Bye for now.